for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. So yeah, it's one one in the NBA Finals, Justin. And coming into this, you you had what um, Denver and five, right? I did. Now, are you sticking with that pick? I mean, I have to at this point. But do you? Kind of. And present I mean, it with I don't wanna, information I don't wanna, you can change. I mean, I could. I don't want to like read nigga much. I mean, I'll change it to six now just because they they got one in, in Denver. You don't have to. I'm just saying, like, genuinely, do you still feel it's five? At this point, no. Because they're going home to Miami for two games. I think at this point, they'll split the two games in Miami. That's what um, I think, too. And then I would, I would assume... Denver wins games five and six. Uh, so that's, yeah. That's kind Why of, are we assuming Denver wins five and six? I, I mean, I have Denver in six too. Yeah. But I don't want to be right, actually. So. <laughs> yeah, at this point, and I don't want to be right either. I also either. had Denver in six, but when I picked it, I hedged from the jump. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. care. I wasn't bullish. I was just like, yo, honestly, like the Heat could win this series. And that's how I always yeah. felt. I always thought it was going to go... To me, I mean, I feel like nowadays, like, the only way people consider a series long is seven games. But if you go past five games to me, that's a long series. And that's, yeah. that's how I look at it. So I always thought it was going to be a minimum of a six-game series. Um, and I just thought either team could win. Uh, but I... You know, I I always lean towards the team that has the best player on the court. And mm-hmm. so that's usually the way that I go. But, like, this postseason, like, the Heat just keep defying too many freaking odds. So I'm like, all that shit goes out the window. Just goes out the window for me right now at this stage. So that's why I was just like, yeah, but the Heat could win. Like, Denver's more talented, but the Heat could win. And... It, it, that it was as simple as that for me, but I, you know, mm. everyone had like their different reasons. Yeah, I do think the Nuggets are the better team, um, talent wise. They have the best player, but the Heat do have the better coach. Um, so there is a path for them, like the path similar to Game Two, just kind of making that the theme of the series going forward. I think is their path to winning you know, win the three-point battle and make sure everybody or at least most of the players other than Jokic are kind of held in check uh, and take advantage of the Nuggets defense because for some reason people think they have a good defense <laughs> and they do not. The I mean, Jimmy and Bam get in the paint at will against this team. They collapse and they generate a ton of open threes, which we saw in both games, but in the second game, the Heat actually made those threes. Um, so, there's definitely a path to them winning this series. Um, but like you said, lean into the best player in the series, leaning towards the talent. I would just assume Denver wins the last two games of the series after it's after it gets to 2-2. So, we'll see. so it's interesting, right? It's interesting because so like you mentioned, the Heat didn't hit their shots in game th- in game one. 
Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of, oh, this is who the, te- the, the Heat really are. Like, now we see, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I didn't think that's who the Heat really were. Um, right. But people seem to think, people, first of all, I don't like when people are disingenuous. Because people kept saying, look, they didn't shoot that badly. They shot 33% from three. Like, guys. They shot. They started shooting well at the end of the game when it was like not in hand, mm-hmm. and and by the way, they did go to zone. You know what I'm saying? So they switched things up, and that may have aided that. But it still was like when the game was not in hand. Denver at that point is not really, you know, trying to play and win. So like that was not real. They started off shooting abys- abysmal, like. They could not hit anything. They were missing everything. So I'm not looking at like what the total, what it ended up being for the night. But I'm just like, they're not going to shoot like that, you know, every game or probably not even next game. Um, So it's funny because they had like a great shooting night in game two. And people were just like, they're not going to shoot like that again. I'm just like, every team says that and they do it again. I'm like, but like we've been watching them do this all postseason. Right. And they're heading back to Miami. It's not like they (laughs) do this in Denver. They are the first team to take one off of Denver at home. That's facts. And then they're about to go back to Miami. Like, Denver can win a game on the road. They're capable. But like, I just don't see them getting the next two games. So I agree with you that I think it's going to be a split. But it's just funny to me because people say, like, no, they, 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 you know, look at how they had to shoot. I'm like, they didn't have to shoot like that, you know? And and another point is they're shooting wide open. Like, a team is going to hit a good amount of threes when they're shooting them wide open because your entire defense is collapsing every time somebody gets the ball in the paint because y'all have no rim protector. Like, it's not like they're hitting one. I was like, yeah. I see the heat with a lot of wide open shots. They just miss. So, like, they're generating. Right. They're generating open looks. They mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And even and even some contested, contested shots at the rim, they missed in game one that they just made in game two. Bam missed a bunny layup on Jamal Murray in game one, and then he finished it, dunked on Michael Porter Jr. in game two. It's like those type of plays make a huge difference. Um, Bam made a lot more of those midi pull-ups in game two. I do think he should just in general be more aggressive towards the rim because they don't have anybody athletic enough to stop him at the rim. But yeah, like you said, they're generating good shots and teams who generate good shots typically are going to hit a good amount of those shots. Like it's not like they're hitting step back contested threes and Denver's just playing this great defense that the Heat are just outperforming their shot profile. They're good in they're good in good shots and they're going to hit them like so yeah, like I said, it's, it's anybody's it's anybody's game when Denver's defense is <laughs> this bad. Yeah, last um, week on Friday, um, so what day was that? That was the day after game one. We had um, Nakias Duncan on Brother from Another, and he was my guest for that day. And I asked him about the Heat's three-point shooting because of the way it was in the regular season and then how it, like, just turned up in the postseason. And so the question has been for many people, when are they going to regress back to the mean, you know? And, or is it like, this is who they are or, you know, whatever. Um, 
And, you know, he said, like, you know, I'm always just going to use Steph's three-point, like, shooting struggles last year as an example because it's just, like, sometimes anomalies just happen, mm-hmm. you know? And the anomaly was actually, it seems, the Heat having just a poor three-point shooting season, right. you know, because they actually were good, very good, and that's what Nakai's point out, a very good three-point shooting team the season before, right? And so... Um, yeah, I mean, I like maybe they're not going to be as hyper, you know, efficient as they were last night or like in the Buck series, but they can make threes and they will hit open threes and their role players are playing with unbelievable confidence, whether it's Struess, whether it's um, Caleb Martin, whether it's Gabe Vincent, they're playing Duncan Robinson, they're playing with incredible confidence right now, you know? And there was like an update today on Tyler Hero where it's kind of sounding like he may not be as ready as was being suggested to come back, but he also said like he doesn't want to mess up anything, which I think is good the way that he's talking. And so if it makes sense where it makes sense, but, you know, don't want to interrupt things. And so, you know, I hope, like, if the Heat go on to win, that he gets to make his impact on the series, even if it's one game, once, you know, because I know it's hard, like, if you just sit out and don't win anything and then they win, you don't really feel like you're a part of it. So I hope he, you know, gets the ability to do that. But regardless, it's just um, that that team is playing with tons of confidence right now. Um, mm-hmm. And their confidence doesn't waver. Right. Right. Their confidence does not waver. If you look at their, like like Nakai said, if you look at their shooting from last season or compare it to last season, all individual players like Caleb Martin, Struess, Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, all of their shooting was down this season from last season, like considerably three or four percentage points. I think a few of those guys were actually 40% shooters before the season and dropped down to like 35%. So this, like you said, this is kind of like really who they are. They just had a team-wide slump <laughs> for for majority of the season, and now they're shooting their real percentages, and teams are kind of, like, thrown off by it. Where you got that much shooting on your team, and they added Kevin Love at the trade deadline, who was another, you know, knockdown shooter. It's just tough to guard. Um, it is very tough to guard, and when you got a defense like Denver's, it's even tougher to guard. So... They got a shot. But one thing that is like kind of sticking out to me is that Jimmy, he isn't as aggressive as a score as he was in the first round in particular. But uh, you know, it just kind of looks like he's like a step, a step off, a step slow. And maybe just the the whole run is taxing his legs, that the ankle injury that he had early in the playoffs. Like maybe Kawhi caught up to him a little bit. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's really is really giving that same vibe off of that. Kawhi 2019 run like he might have a little bit more in the tank but he ain't he don't got that same pop that he had in the beginning of the playoffs so it's it's gonna be interesting to watch how he plays over the course of the of the series because he looked exhausted at the end of the game too after guard Murray on that shot he went straight back to the locker room huffing and puffing so he he's definitely giving it all he's got but we don't know well, it's a good got. thing that they're going back to Miami because his 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 supporting cast are are likely to step up there yeah. and He's like, we're going to win. And, like, honestly, he's been calling his shot. Like, since last year, to yeah. be honest. Like, 
Like, you can't say nothing, man. The man has been, he might be off a game, you know, right. or or around, you know. He thought they were going to get the Celtics right away, but I'm just saying, he's they, he's been calling. Yeah. Their shot. He's like, we're gonna I mean, win the we're gonna win the three more that we need. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you know. Um, and look, everyone says that, but it's just like everything he's been saying been happening. So right. I just it's not all based in like pure basketball logic. I just cannot count out the heat. Yeah. He got that um he got better energy than that Corgi does. <laughs> he's been calling his shot way better than that Corgi has. So some people just got that kind of like confidence about him that it almost it almost manifests things into reality. And yeah. prophecy. Yeah. He's one of those guys. So it would be amazing to see it happen, to be honest. Eight seed win a championship, beating two one seeds, that would be crazy. Um and I it would be it. all all right, I want it. Right? I, I picked Denver, but I want to be wrong. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I knew that this would happen. I knew it would happen because it always does. But, like, honestly, and it's not even the best player in the world talk. It's not. Like, right. um, you had a tweet the other day basically saying, like, for you, it's still Steph and explaining your reasons. And I'd like you to explain it to our listeners. But it's not even that, because I'm not offended by someone saying Jokic is the best. I am a little offended by them saying Giannis is the best. I, I don't think Giannis is better than than Steph or or Jokic. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. He has, like, the defense and all of that. But it's always been a big thing for me that, like, Giannis really can't close games, you know? Um, and it's a little different than um, uh, the Nuggets where they go to Jamal but Jokic can still close games. Right, right. You know, right. if you got to send him to the free throw a lot, and he's missed some on occasion, but he's not worried about free throws. It's it's just, mm-hmm. like, he can close games. And to me, that matters, you know? So, um, but whatever, right? I, I think, to me, those are the three players in the conversation for it. Um, Steph, Giannis, and um, Jokic. But I'm not offended. I'm not offended if you say he's the best player in the world. What I am offended by, Justin, are things like golden nuggets. You know, <laughs> the the suggestion that they're about to take over the league and run it for the next several years and that they've basically taken what the Warriors done mm-hmm. and that they're a juggernaut. Right. You know, and I honestly hate all the comparisons to the Warriors. Like, bro, this team is not anything like the fucking Warriors, be Like, Jamal Murray is a borderline all-star player. When In the playoffs. In the playoffs. In the regular right. season. Right. Nah. That's it. He's a borderline all-star player in the playoffs. That's it. Like... Yeah. You know, Michael Porter Jr. may, may be able to shoot like Clay, may, <laughs> but like he can't defend worth a damn. Right, right. Like they don't have 
a generational defensive player on their team. They don't have someone the likes of Andre Iguodala. I'm not even getting to like the Kevin Durant teams because when people are comparing them to the Warriors, oh. they're talking about the earlier Warriors. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I, the Warriors made it look so easy. People think building a dynasty and doing what they did is simple shit. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. And I, like I don't like that Golden Nuggets, bro. Like. Like, they haven't even gotten the first one yet. And y'all putting them in conversations with the dynastic warriors? I don't like it. I think it's hella Uh, disrespectful. And and it makes me even more annoyed when Warriors fans are like, oh, my God, like, these guys are going to be running the league and we don't got nothing for them. What? Oh, the Warriors. The Warriors have not. Steph has not gone less than six. And people talking about. The Nuggets would have swept them and and done all- <laughs> Yo, like it's mad disrespectful. Right. It's mad disrespectful. That is what's getting on my nerves. Okay. Y'all are going too far now. Oh, for sure. I it, it really got to me when I posted that tweet asking people to rank the starting five, the players from the starting five on both teams. And so many people are just like, oh, Yoka just first. Big gap. Then it's Steph. That yeah. in itself, it's like, do y'all really are y'all really thinking the game of basketball through right now? Or are you really just letting this recency bias cloud your judgment right now? Because a month ago, nobody's saying that a month ago. It's because the Warriors got knocked out of the playoffs. Really not Steph's fault. I think he was, if not the best player in that series against the Lakers, a top two player in that series. And it's uh, an over – well, he's the best player in the series, but right. Anthony having had a better yeah. series, right? But it's an overreaction. It's recency bias, and it's an overreaction to them sweeping the Lakers. Right. Because people rated the Lakers better than they are just because mm-hmm. they have two big names. And so because they, they handled them, they're acting like they're now a juggernaut. I'm like, did you guys forget the, the two Lakers series before not, that? Right. And like, the Lakers are not that good, for one. And the Lakers had like three chances to win three of those games. Like I feel like they're a shot or two away from winning a few of those games, and now it's a six-game series instead of four. The same way, same thing with the 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 Wolves. Same thing with the Wolves, and the same thing with the Lakers and the Warriors. Where the Warriors could have easily won Game One and Game Four, had one or two shots gone their way, and now they win four two instead of losing four two, and the conversation is completely different. It, it's like, and then the Nuggets went to six with the the Suns. With the they Suns. only got like four players on that team. Exactly, they had two players. Paul <laughs> <Like, laughs> got hurt by the end of the series. Aiden was hurt by the end of the series, and everybody else on the team sucks, other than KD and. and right, like they are not a juggernaut. They're a very good team. People, I, and I want to, I want to save, I wanted to save this uh, comment really for next season or whatever. But if we're looking at this run by the Nuggets, like all credit to them, they could potentially win this championship, whatever. This championship absolutely is a legitimate championship. But let's just look at this, right? They were the one seed. They did what they were supposed to do in the regular season. They played an eighth seed in the first round. Beat them, you know, beat them 4-1. It could have went 4-2, whatever. Next round, they play a four seed who loses two starters by the end of the season who was two games away from being in the play-in. And they traded, they gutted their team halfway through the season to bring another guy in. So they're really not a t- traditional four seed. 
Then they play a seven seed in the conference finals who was in the play-in. And now they're playing an eight seed in the finals. This is not, this is unlike any finals run really in NBA history, especially in recent history. And they won the least amount of games of any one seed or something like that. They, yes. That's the not, one that always gets to me. <laughs> like they weren't even crazy... close to 60 wins. Exactly. Not even close. They were below, they were have what, 53 wins on the season? Is that what they have? Yes. And people were comparing them to the 2017 Warriors who played, I think, an AC in the first round. They played the fourth seed in the second round. They played like another 60 win team in the Spurs. In the third round, Ka- Ka- Kawhi got hurt after that first game. But then they played the 2017 Cavs, who had like one of the greatest offenses of all time, one of the greatest players of all time in his prime with help on his team and lost one game total <laughs> throughout the entire playoffs. It's yeah, not close. Like 12 and three is dominant. I'm like, okay. you. I said the Heat played harder teams than the Nuggets played. Definitely. Okay. Let's be clear. Like, they played the Bucks, Right. And Giannis, like, people want to make, like, Giannis was hurt. But Giannis was there for, like, three, the, first, the one game that the Bucks won was without Giannis. So, right. they, he was back in time for the Bucks to tie it up 2-2 mm-hmm. and make it a series. They did not win. Then they go back, and they don't win the next game. Like, yep. so they beat the Bucks. Even if you want to like shit on the Knicks, and you can argue that Jalen Brunson played the best mm-hmm. in that series, yeah, in that series, right? And then they played the Celtics, who for a large stretch of the season had the best record in the NBA, yeah, the not the best record in the East, the best <laughs> record in the NBA. Second, right. they finished second, and they were close to sixty wins. That is a better team. Those two teams are better than anybody. And they played all three of those teams without home court advantage. They haven't had home court advantage. In any series, they haven't had home court advantage. But people are dumbing down. Someone tried to make the argument to me, like, you know, who did they really play? I said, they played better competition (laughs) than the Nuggets. I said, the only team I'm actually giving the Nuggets real credit for beating is the Suns, and that's because you went up against Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and Booker. Right. With, like, five games of chemistry together. <laughs> but right. nevertheless, talent-wise, those are two and they lost juggernauts. And by the last game. Right. Right. That's the home game you won. The game when they lost Aiton. Facts. So, I mean, this is not to diminish what the Nuggets are doing, but it's more so to tell people to pump their brakes. Yeah, Because they, they're disrespecting this the This is team. not juggernaut behavior. Is, it's really not. It's really not. And, and I know that we're going to see it next season. I just can't wait. <laughs> but I know that we're going to see, like, the real, the real cry, the real cream to rise to the top. Um, Assuming people can stay healthy. And look, like, the Nuggets could win – and then come back with that. Or they could lose and come back with a chip on their shoulder, right? Right. But I I, I very much view this like if the Nuggets win, I view it like the year that the Bucks won. You know, it was this like mm-hmm. other factors contributed and provided a window right. for like another team to win. But 
Like, and yes, Giannis went off and it was great, but it was still like, you beat the Suns, bro. Right, right. Like, your, your hardest challenge and the one I give credit for is like, you got past the Nets. Ironically, both both of those teams would have, it would be Kevin Durant teams. That, yes, <laughs> seven they, games, <laughs> seven games, and Katie was Fadolo. Yeah, pretty much. Both, yeah, both times. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, Wow, I really took it back for Dolo, man. Like, you know, you got me going back to like, do you even know what that means? Because they said that like when I was young oh, and you, <laughs> I don't know. This like seems like way before your time. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. <laughs> so it's like, you know, again, it does sound like we're trying to diminish, but it's just like, and I think part of it is too, because y'all will like praise these players and uplift them and call them best player in the world for doing this, and then discount, discount what mm-hmm. Stephen Curry has done. Right. And then say, like, Jokic has, oh, Aaron Gordon, this player, that player. Like, let's, then, be, let's be for real for Hold on. Second. But, like, y'all, y'all bigging up these guys and saying they're so great, right? And still are saying Jokic can be best player in the world. But then for Steph, it's like, oh, well, he had Draymond. He had Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah, right, like, right. I just, the hypocrisy, the inconsistency, but I'm sorry. Like, I just, I'm floored by the idea of calling the Nuggets a, 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 a juggernaut. And oh, I am floored by the disrespect. I don't want to hear no fucking golden Nuggets. Stop comparing them to the goddamn Warriors. Just appreciate what they're doing. They're a very good team. They're a very good team. And all the so-called Warriors fans. Warriors. No, no, no. The 14-15 Warriors that they did go out in the first round. They won 50 games. A little like was it 51? I don't but they they hit the 50 threshold. Oh, the 2013-14? No, the it was 14-15. The the 13-14 were just under 50. I think they were like 47 wins, something like that in that range. 46 to 47. The, the year after 14-15, when they lost in the first round, they did hit 50. I just can't remember. If, I think they went over 50. 2015? They won 67. No, 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 no. 14, four, what? 13, four, wait. No, 14. <laughs> the, year before, they, 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 the year they, they lost in the first round to the Clippers. Okay, that's 2014, yeah. Yes, that's I want to say they won 51 games a year. Yeah, they won 51. 51. So Denver Nuggets only won two more games. <laughs> right. Than a pre Steve Kerr Warriors team. <laughs> like, and they were the number one seed. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> that was the point I was trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Like the like I said, I was I was floored by the way people were ranking these players individually. Like have y'all watched this team? This is goes to show that people are watching like stats and box scores and shit like that and not actually watching the games and seeing people's skill sets and how teams are guarding them and all this type of stuff. Like MPJ has improved as a defender a little bit because he's 6'10 and he can kind of meet some guys at the rim sometimes, provide some rebound and stuff. But he is not better than Klay Thompson, man. Cut that shit out. Klay Thompson, wins. Klay Thompson is out there getting essentially second option defensive coverages night in and night out. He's having to guard perimeter players and bigs night in and night out. He's running pick and rolls. 
He's having to create his own shot off the dribble, even though that's not his strong suit. MPJ is parking his ass in a fucking corner and shooting open threes all game and just occasionally crashing for a rebound, occasionally meeting guys up at the rim. But he's not taking the defensive assignments. He's not doing all the stuff that Klay Thompson's doing. And he's still not better than Klay. Like, that that just threw me away. That that blew me away. People talking about KCP's better than Klay. Like, come on, man. Let's let's be for real. I'm going to go on. I've been on a little rant for a few days about this because that really just threw me off. And, and the recency bias is really killing people right now because it's we'll see. All I'm saying is we'll see next year. Hopefully, if the Warriors do what they need to do to fill out the rest of that team. We'll see next year. Stop disrespecting Clay Thompson. Warriors fans. Stop disrespecting Clay Thompson. Whether you think he deserves forty million or not, whatever, that's cool. But like, let's at least tell the truth about Clay. I'm not going to sit up here and say he's better than Murray and like a lot of these other guys that are second options on these teams. But he's better than a lot of third and fourth options for sure. That's all I'm gonna say about that. No, for sure, for sure. People always take things too far, you know. And, 53 I mean, and I get fucking it. wins, fifty-three wins, and it got them the number one seed. Like, I'm sorry, I that's the one for me that I will just never get over. Like, <laughs> we're juggernaut only winning fifty-three fucking games. Right. Look at the past teams we've considered juggernauts. They're always almost and, all over sixty. Uh, and I want to say they had the best home record in the league. Having right. the best home record in the league and only winning fifty-three games. That means fifty-three were- games is normally like a. Four, five, six seed right. in that range. Right. That's what were, a 53 win team typically is. They were pretty mid um, on the road all season. And and really, like Jamal Murray did this in the bubble already, right? And he's doing it again as far as like elevating his game to a crazy level in the playoffs. But without that, if he's closer to which, what's mostly been his average throughout his career, they probably don't. You know, they probably aren't 13 and three right now. They probably still in the finals, but they, it's not, it doesn't look the same. But also, it also, the variance. And like, you are going to have Sometimes a Jamal just, Murray yeah. game or two where he's not, right. you know, which yeah. is why I kept telling people like when they were coming into this and saying, I'm just like, I think we're forgetting that Jamal Murray, like, I got it. He went on a heater to sort of end, but like, He's just, he's not going to play like that every game. All the time. For sure. And, and, um, you know, he's been, he's been more consistent than expected this playoffs. But like you said, the variance is sometimes it's just your year. Sometimes it's just your run. Guys get hot. Teams go on a run. They get hot. And, you know, they can go 13 and three and win all of the close games that they've had. You know what I mean? But they could have easily lost half of those close games. And it doesn't look the same is what I'm trying to say. So, We'll see. All I'm say is this is this is their season potentially, but it's also the heat season. That's why I said like I don't know how you pick exactly. Them. It's the heat season too. Somehow the the narrative on both of these teams are different though. The Nuggets are just going to prolong, just going to keep this going for the next three to four years and build a dynasty. While this is a fluke year for the Heat, and they <laughs> they're just getting hot at the right time, and this is not really them. They're going to eventually not be able to shoot like this and all this type of stuff. It's it's funny how. 
people are just receiving these things two different ways. Look, part of it is Jokic. People want to validate the MVPs. They want to shit on, you know, Embiid for winning this year. And I'm just like, I don't understand why this is so complicated to understand. Like, I, I'm not trying to relitigate that whole thing. But, like, no one ever had a problem. It was always about a third consecutive MVP. That's what it was about. And it was not about... Because people were like, it, y'all were bringing up his postseason, but what has... MBs in the postseason, like many players have won an MVP before getting to the finals, before having deep postseason runs. That's not unprecedented. That was mm-hmm. the point. So it's just like he's been to the postseason. Yes, he keeps going out in the second round. And so I like to me, I'm totally fine with like if Embiid is having like a great season next year, being like, look, he need to get to the finals before we keep giving him another MVP. That is what has been done with other players like Jokic is not the only one but everyone's acting like it was like some unique shit to him it was not some unique shit to him you Mm -hmm. know and um you know it's like we don't need to relitigate like MB did do enough to justify winning MVP so did Giannis but it ended up going to MB all three of them did this talk like it was supposed to be Jokic's and he didn't get it annoys me because I'm like, there are many who believe last year's MVP was not supposed to be his. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah. that happens sometimes. You win one maybe that you should not have won. And so, you know, but like all three were like worthy candidates. Yeah. So it's just like, that's what this is about. There's a need to want to crown him the best player in the world. And people want there to be a finals. And, you know, he got the last two MVPs. And so that's why people are just like, oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. Because it's it's part of the narrative they want it to be. And I love when narratives get all fucking busted. That's my favorite thing. Same. Same. It's just inevitable. I mean, it's, it's, it's a matter of when it gets busted. Is it this finals? Or is it? Next year's playoffs. I would love it for the Heat to win. I really would. And, you know, if they if they win in, because I don't see that they can win in less than six, you know, but let me tell you something. If they somehow go to Miami and win both games and win both of those games, I still think that they would not go back to Denver and win. I think they would have to like, but the Denver Nuggets have experience coming back down from 3-1. They did it twice <laughs> in a postseason. That's true. They did it twice in a postseason. But let me tell you something. I think if the, the I think if the Nuggets are going to win this, I mean, the Heat are going to win it. They got to do it in six, which means, that, you know, the thing is, I just, I don't believe in the Heat to win three in a row. And that's really what it is. I felt like they needed to steal game one. Because it's so hard to win three games in a row. So, but if they somehow go up three one, mm-hmm. you know, so like if they were to win in six, that game would be on the Thursday, I think, before Juneteenth, because that would be on a Thursday. Juneteenth is the nineteenth, so the Friday is the sixteenth. So if it ended in six, whichever team, but let's say it was the Heat. That would be Thursday, June sixteenth. So I'm thinking the the parade would be that Monday. Anyway, the point is I'm gonna be in Florida, so that's what I'm. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I have to say. <laughs> I'm gonna be in South Florida, and I want to go to a parade. Damn it! <laughs> you want to smoke that Nuggets pack? 
<laughs> yeah. I don't even, you know, I just hate when like people make me annoyed by things because then it just seems like I'm a Denver hater. And right. I actually, I like, I actually like both um, Jokic and Jamal Murray. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sorry, people talking too much. Right. I like all the players. I mean, Jokic is my favorite non-warrior player in the league. Jimmy's probably the second, but um, I don't have any animosity towards the Nuggets. It's just the narratives that kind of make you, it kind of turn you off a little bit. Yeah. We're all, we're all guilty of that, but yeah, it just, it just got to stop. The disrespect got to stop. The disrespect within this, well, I wouldn't even say within the fan base, because I don't think these people are really Warriors fans, because if they were, they would view their players in a different light in my opinion like you don't got to think they're the best players in the world but i think people shitting on good players that play for your team doesn't really make a lot of sense to me unless you secretly are fans of other teams so i would just say the disrespect around the warriors fan base towards their own players got to stop and hyping up and having these love fests with players on other teams got to stop um and that's that's kind of my whole thing with denver The, the the fuckery has to end the fuckery. The fuckery. I love that word. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, it's been fun. Like Not quite 90. Huh? It's like a Jamaican word almost. Oh, that's the only way I know it. Oh, okay. People okay. Not Jamaican say it. Love that. People who are not Jamaican say fuckery? I'm pretty sure. Really? <laughs> I only know it from my roots. I don't fuckery. know any other way. Yeah. We don't really include the E in there. It's just fuckery. Like, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think other people say it too. Bro, I didn't know. <laughs> I know what Jamaicans do. The other day they was calling me out. We did the watch party and spades came up. I'm like, I don't know how to play spades. And, <sighs> and then I'm like, son, I'm Jamaican. We play dominoes, B. I don't play no fucking spades. No one taught me spades. Like, I don't know that shit. <laughs> and but there was mad people in the audience like I don't know how to play either that I don't know how to play either and then Kelsey Nicole Nelson came on later and she not Jamaican she's like I don't know how to play so see it's not just a you know but I was just like it was like oh my god don't admit that I said no 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 like okay I'm black and I like I'm not one of these people who's like I'm Jamaican I'm not black is that what I'm saying but like right you have to understand that like like me, both of my parents are Jamaican. They're hella Jamaican. Like I grew up as in like all in my Jamaican culture. Like mm-hmm. there were mad stuff that I did not know in terms of like stereotypes about black people things until like much later in life. I was like, oh, this is a thing for black people because it, it's not a thing for Jamaicans. You understand? So like I'm not trying to be funny it's like sometimes when Africans come here and they don't like get certain things I did grow up here so that's why I'm still very in tune with like most black shows and you know stuff like that or whatever but there were definitely certain things you know what I'm saying like I know because I'm like because also where I grew up too it was all Caribbeans and Jamaicans around me it was not really black Americans and so um, I've always identified as black and I'm black and I, I don't like all those like, oh, you you not, you know, all these these stupid culture wars that people do. Like we're all part of the the diaspora. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we all are. 
But it's just sometimes, you know, when people say things like, oh, you know, black people. And I'm like, well, not really, because like Jamaicans, that's not like a thing for us. And people always like looking at me with like four eyes. And I'm like, son, that's not my culture. Right. Yeah. Like the things y'all grew up eating every night, I did not like, you know, it was rice and peas and jerk and curry chicken and oxtail and all of them something in my household, not, you know seafood and crawfish and if there's nothing wrong with it that's just not what I I didn't grow up on that you know I know how to make mac and cheese because my godmother is from the south she's from South Carolina she passed away rest in peace but like I have a South Carolina authentic mac and cheese recipe that's not no Jamaican recipe that's, that's... Yeah. yeah 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 we don't do collard greens like we do kalalu so you know um <laughs> and saltfish you know i'm just like you know reeling off like our food so there's certain things i just don't be knowing you know and mm-hmm. so i mean i know them now but i ain't know them you know i'm not gonna blow up myself anymore because there's a few others that i would have people laughing and i want my black card strip but i ain't know certain things so i admitted spades the other night maybe if i feel like it's a safe space i'll admit some more i'll probably tell justin offline so he can laugh but y'all can't know so anyway, what, what? I'm just saying, I'm supposed to be able to tell you things, Justin. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Safe space okay. over here. Thank you. Thank you, my love. I appreciate that. All right, y'all. We out. We couldn't give you 90 minutes tonight, but you got like 75 minutes. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's extra to hold you over because we got some feedback. They They didn't appreciate that we have gone to a week, but yeah, for right now, that's what it is. All right. Love y'all, appreciate y'all, but I can't make up, we can't make up content just to make it up. So um, hope y'all appreciate this. Hope y'all enjoyed this. Send us feedback. Give us five stars. Leave us a positive review. Make sure you're following. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. Tell your friends. Share it with your family. You know, do all the things. We appreciate it. We really, really, really do. Um, So, yeah. Until next time, guys. Take care.